All right, so we're approaching the end of the event. So for the finale, I'll be in conversation with Arlen Hamilton to discuss the future of backstage, her role as an LP, and more. All right, Arlen, you ready for this? I think so. <laughs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> it's going to be great. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Y'all heard her say that. <laughs> All right. So earlier, uh, earlier today, Backstage announced the, the 200th investment, which is huge. So what does, what does that milestone mean for you? Ooh, well, I could probably write another book about it. Um, it <laughs> when I was walking around that hotel parking lot in 2014, and made the decision that once and for all, yes, I would start this fund after two years of not getting anywhere. And not only would I start this fund, but I would invest in a hundred companies by 2020. That was the moonshot. That was the wildest dreams, you know, shooting for the stars. And we reached that uh, four years ago, May of 2018. And since then, um, you know, we, we looked at strategy and 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 how things would play out and then some things happened to us and we kind of went with the with the rolled with the punches and to be here at 200 portfolio companies um more than 40 people have come through as crew members uh past and present every one of them having contributed to the 200 i i couldn't be more proud of the fund of the people involved and yes myself and i couldn't be more excited about what's to come Nice. And, um, and so the firm also announced that it's um, kind of shifting its strategy a little bit and focusing more on follow-on investments moving mm-hmm. forward. Can you talk a little bit about how Backstage made that decision? Yes. Well, I, I will say that, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of really boring stuff that happens behind the scenes at a venture fund. We're not boring for sure, but there are a lot of like very specific boring things that happen, including strategy. So I don't know that um, any of this is is like groundbreaking or shattering news. But one of the things, I mean, if you look at our portfolio, we have 200 portfolio companies, uh, headliners, and um, we have uh, 12 people who work at Backstage. Now there are most funds have anywhere from 20 to 70 portfolio companies over a five year period, something like that. And they'll have, depending on how much uh, money under management or how much, how many resource, how much resources they have, they'll have anywhere from five to 50 people in the, in the, uh, on the team. So you have a lot of people who can work with portfolio companies side by side. So ours is a little outweighted. And what we've done to counter that are some amazing things we talked about earlier today, like the platform, Katie's head of platform, the things that Christy does, the things that all of our team does to help our portfolio companies at at scale um, are absolutely, that's the story to me. That's like revolutionary, I think. Um, And we, at the same time, if you're a Reg CF investor, you're a, a stakeholder in some way of our overall management code. What, what I said last year when we did the raise was one of the things that had to happen for your investment to do well was that our assets under management needed to grow exponentially. And as, as impressive as it is to go from being homeless to raising nearly $30 million, it's a drop in the bucket in venture. 
And so we took all of those thoughts and, and understandings and we said, we reflected and said, what do we do now? We want to be intentional because whatever we decide, whatever we put our minds to, we are going to achieve. What do we want that to be? And it, we came, you know, I, I presented this to the team, to the executive team, and we came to the conclusion that if we focus our energy on the 200 portfolio companies, 90% are still active. So it's very healthy 10% rate that has gone under. We focus our energies on 180 or so companies and take them to series A, series B, all the way to IPO and beyond. That is where you have the greater, greater impact over whatever time period it may be. It may be a couple of years that we do that. It may be months, it may be longer. But whatever that time period is, while growing assets under management, you know, instead of being a $25 million fund or a $30 million fund, what if we were a $200 million fund? Mm -hmm. We can focus our energy on that. We serve the ecosystem much better and our founders much better and our stakeholders much better. We will close off new investments. But as Christy said earlier, there are a few relationships that we have that will continue through. Mm -hmm. The new investments will be shut down like we do every summer where we kind of close down a little bit. Right. And we'll recalibrate after that. Got it. And is this a forever sort of decision? Like, do you see this as being like, okay, like backstage will never invest in a new startup ever again? No, or no, just I, for I, now. I said just now that it would, might be two years. It might be a few months. It might be longer than two years. We're, we don't know yet. We're not, we're not making permanent decisions for it with temporary data. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is we're reflecting on what we know and what we can understand and what we can predict and creating a little bit of that future for ourselves. And we're saying in the foreseeable future, this is what we're going to do. Because, you know, honestly, what I hope to do is I hope that uh, in the next two to three years, I become the largest LP in backstage and that we don't have to decide one way or the other. Right. I think what we're doing is taking our resources that we have and we're being extremely thoughtful about what we should do rather than what we could do. We can do a vanity project and we can pretend that we're open for business and a lot of people will be disappointed because mm -hmm. we really can't invest in them. Or we can double down, 10x down on companies that we have sourced, 200 of them, again, which is more than most funds will ever invest in. And we can say, what is best for that? So if I had to guess, I would say, I would say I can see this being the case for at least a year and a half, but you never know. We may wake up to different news. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you never know, you know, yeah. how, how many of us would have predict predicted anything the last two years? None of anything. Us. Yeah. I'm grateful that we're here. I'm grateful mm -hmm. that we're having this conversation because two years ago, this uh, hour, we didn't know if we were going to still be running as backstage because everything hit us all at once. So mm -hmm. I'm grateful that we're here. I'm grateful that we were able to invest in 200 companies, 40 plus plus follow on in the last uh, year and a half alone. And that, you know, we're a, we're a case study and a blueprint for so many others, including the 25, 24 of the 25 funds that I've invested in personally mm -hmm. that did not exist when Backstage started, but have our thesis. 
Yeah, I, yeah, and I want to touch on that um, in a little bit. But um, first, um, you you mentioned that you and you've said this before, but that you want to be the the largest LP in in yeah. backstage capital. Well, what what would that mean for for the firm and and for the stakeholders if if that happens? I don't think it would mean much to the stakeholders because one way or the other, like either I'm either I'm right or I'm proven wrong and it's for a great reason. So if I'm proven wrong, that means that people, other institutional investors and other family offices and other high net worth individuals have come in and 10 x our assets under management. Mm-hmm. Great, do that. <laughs> More of that, I will be happy to applaud that. But it hasn't happened yet. And I'm not going to only rely on that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm also building my personal wealth So that when the day comes, if I need to invest $50 million into backstage or $100 million into backstage, I want to be able to do that. So it won't mean too much for the stakeholder, except that we were able to make it happen. I think that what's going to end up happening, if I'm being less bravado and more realistic, I think what will end up happening is that over the next two years, things will be corrected with backstage. I think... There's so we saw with Antonia what she's hearing in the ecosystem about backstage. We saw with Kwanzaa why she invested. I think there's so much momentum now that people are finally getting us. And they're also understanding that there's something happening over here. Why are so many people talking about us and, and invested in, in different ways? I think over the next two years, our assets under management will grow one way or the other. Either the institutionals will get it or it'll come from my coffers. Either way, it's a great thing for stakeholders because that is how we return capital to you is by having more to invest and then more to um, multiply. Yeah. And and it sounds like, and you, you kind of touched on this, but it sounds like part of your strategy for being an LP in and other funds is so that you can build your personal wealth and then use that wealth to support backstage capital in the event that more institutional investors don't come on board? It's a small part of that. To be honest, The I have about um, 1.5 million into uh, 24 funds. So mm-hmm. that's not going to turn me into some sort of rich person on that side. It's more so that this particular part of it is more so that backstage, even if we weren't shutting down and saying, don't use those words, shutting down, even if we weren't turning off the new investment pipeline, we still only invest in less than 1% of what we see. So it still can't just be us. So when I make those investments, most of them are in the thesis and some of them are more niche about certain things that we also have in our portfolio. I talk to uh, my my GP investments all the time about backstage follow-on. So it is a pure strategy to say, you know, I want you to see this deal flow from the portfolio. I mean, it's just, to me, it's just like a, a clever strategy. I think the wealth comes from other sources. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, last year, Backstage raised um, nearly $6 million through regulatory crowdfunding. Um, more than, more than $6 million. More than, okay. And so does, does Backstage have plans to do another Reg CF? Okay, so I'll tell you this, and it, this is a great question. So because I have both um, majority ownership in Backstage and other entities, and I also have majority influence according to the SEC, I can only do one Reg CF per year 
And I didn't know that before. I mean, I, you know, I'm learning this too. Mm -hmm. So I have runner, you know, runner, and that's a big part of strategy we can talk about for sure. Um, so I can either do a reg CF, full reg CF and backstage or full reg CF and runner in each given year. I can do both and do half the, the max amount. I can do a combination, but it's a huge sort of undertaking to do one. So this year I've decided to do that for runner. And next year it may be for backstage or it may be that backstage already has something else that it's contributing. But the answer is if you got in last year, you got in. And that was a that was like a solidified thing. There will not be, as far as today, again, we can wake up tomorrow to more news. There will not be a Reg CF for backstage in this 2022. There could be in 2023. And there could be other ways for people to invest in backstage in 2022. Stay tuned. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> on, the, on the runner side, though, I, Megan, I do want to talk about runner. Yeah. Because... I haven't, I've said this in different circles. I haven't said it officially. I'm not saying it officially now, but I'm going to give you stakeholders uh, a little bit of taste of this. So Runner, I started in September of 2021. It's at hirerunner.co. It is, I am the founder and the CEO. Incredible company, incredible team. We're growing like crazy. We had like 62% month over month growth the last two months. Growing like crazy, raised 2.25 million, raising a seed now, more to come. My non-legally binding, because I don't have my legal team on here, my non-accounting binding uh, plan, hope, dream, using all the special SEC words, is that I want to share a significant amount of my upside, my personal upside from runner when the time comes of any sort of liquidity event that is significant with backstage stakeholders. So that is one major way that I want to build wealth over time that is contributed to the stakeholders. So there could be potentially, possibly, thank you, legal team, a, an opportunity. There could be a scenario where we do a reg CF potentially in this year for runner, where you can invest $500 as a runner direct investor. And if you're also a reg CF investor for backstage or a, another type of studio investor, other type of stakeholder, you also could own uh, or have some sort of uh, upside share through backstage to be determined, not yet solidified. And I'm saying all that because I, I honestly legally can't say exactly what I'm thinking okay. um, because you can't you can't say stuff ahead of doing it. But that is my thought process. Got it. Anytime well, you see me do something, imagine that I have a plan. I'm saying that to the audience. Okay, great. Well, I'm sure our stakeholders will be some of the first, if not the first people to know when you. Absolutely. Know. You yeah. will be the first to know when when those decisions are made and and. I would say it's almost like NFTs. If anybody's in, into NFTs, it's almost like that where my idea is to make your investment, your Reg CF, your Reg D, all of the investments, the studio investments of the past, the GP investments of the past, to make that sort of like this entrance to so much more. It's the utility side of an, of an NFT, if you're speaking that language. It is, yes, it's a straightforward investment, but I also want it to, to be this sort of I don't want to say golden goose, but I want it to be this thing that continues to add value to you in different ways, mm -hmm. as long as we are able to provide value. 
Got it. Um, so I wanted to, to circle back to the opportunity fund. So Christy mentioned that um, so far Backstage has raised about $6 million for the target $30 million fund. Um, what, what is it going to take for Backstage to reach that $30 million? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, in some ways, I'm, I'm excited where we are because we've been able to make eight investments out of this fund. And we've been there have been very strategic, awesome investments that are probably going to do really well for us. So I can't be too mad at that. And I'm so grateful to Comcast and to the other uh, major institutional that came in that will be announced later at a different date. And the many other people who have come in. On the other hand, it is uh, disappointing to me that we're 20% in after, I don't know, months of raising when we are arguably uh, trailblazers. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't, people ask me all the time, why haven't you raised more? Ask the institutionals, ask the other investors. I don't know. But if there are people here, there are some people here who have invested in this new fund. Uh, they're accredited. The minimum is 50000 It's called over time. There's a 40% call that's happened so far. So if you commit $100,000, you are sending up 40000 as of today. You can go to backstagecapitalopportunityfund.com. We'll put it in the chat. You can learn more about it. You can also um, invest in the Flex Fund for 10000 uh, 100% capital call, and that will have just as much impact. So it'll take... A few more people coming in at 50, 100, 250K like we've had. Mm -hmm. It'll then take the Comcast, the Kwanzas of the world to come in. Um, and I think they're, they're happening. We're having all kinds of conversations. It's funny. We're, we are well-liked and well-respected individually and, and I think as a team in the ecosystem. I think people simply think we're good like we don't, because we are like, you know, a few years in, we're almost OG to some people and they feel like we're good. We're, 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 we're fine where we are. We're in this in-between place where we're no longer, I can, someone said they, oh, Antonio said she can't pick up the phone and, and raise 250 friends and family. I, I can, you know, I can pick up the phone and put together a $2 million round for one of our portfolio companies mm -hmm. within days or minutes so we're, we're way past the sleeping on the floor of the airport, but we are turning the corner of, uh, you know, one day you're just going to wake up, we're going to have 100 million under, under management, and then we're going to have 200 and so on. And so I think it's just, I think it's smart of us to be, to be nimble um, and to um, not sort of rest on laurels or wait for some Superman to come and save us. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean about becoming the largest LP. It's not a vanity thing. It's more like, well, if, it, if no one else will, I will, because right. that's how much I believe in backstage. And, and I know that if I put that much money into backstage, I will get it back. Like that's my personal opinion. That's why it, to me, it's a big, a big, great bet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, as your uh, timer noted, we are we are low <laughs> on time. But uh, yeah, one, one last keep myself thing. on check. Yeah, but one, <laughs> one last thing, I'm gonna stretch it just a second. I mean, yeah. I just want to give you a chance to. Is there anything else you think uh, stakeholders on this call should should know about the firm right now? Yes, I would say a couple of things. One is um, you saw with Kathy and, and uh, Claire's presentation earlier just how complex three dozen entities we did taxes on. Uh, it, this is how complex this engine is. And I, I want 
people to uh, to know that and to understand that we're just moving mountains back here. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. And we do a lot of front facing stuff. And you not you might see me signing some books and having that kind of thing. I want you to know how much is going into this machine because of the result that we're trying to get the 200 companies invested in. So I would just love you to spread that and to continue riding with us. Um, and also giving us a little grace, you know, where every 20 of the 25 funds I'm invested in had late K ones and it happens every year. And, you know, so if you're getting a late K one and you're having to do an extension and if we're your only investment, that may seem scary, but if we're not, and I'm talking about people who are LPs in the fund now, cause there's all sorts of stakeholders here. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't get that as a reg CF investor, but these different things that are a little late, you know, stakeholder things, just give us a little grace on that. Also know that we are, we have a great time at backstage. Like we are so like rejuvenated by this work. And even, even when there are times that are disappointing or frustrating, or we get kind of misconstrued by uh, outside forces that are not seeing what we're doing, I'm still, I'm still doing happy dances around the house. I'm still so, you know, like, I'm like, how do we get here? Look at this. This is amazing. Also, please remember that your investment a year ago is a long-term, Chacho said it earlier, I think in decades and not quarters. So you made your investment, um, look at it over a decade. And in the meantime, I, I, my promise to you is that I will do everything I can to make that worth it to you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Arlen. Um, and thank you to everyone for joining us here today for our second annual stakeholder meeting. 